Awesome, awesome. Hey, if y'all like that list, you should see the best free restaurants in Memphis list. Anybody? That was a bad joke from from week one. The best best free things to do in Memphis. Um, gonna go ahead and get started uh, tonight with a couple announcements for us. Uh, so excited uh, to be continuing tonight in our shape. Uh, study, uh, looking into how God has fashioned you uniquely for ministry, both uh, in the church, the body of Christ, and also in the world. I want to do a couple housekeeping things really quick. If you uh, took home the spiritual gifts inventory with you this past uh, Wednesday night with, uh, after Tom's teaching and follow-up, and we're able to spend some time uh, working through it and discovering, uh, articulating what your top three spiritual gifts were. If you just did that this week, if you didn't turn in one of these cards last Wednesday night, can I get you to do, uh, do me a favor really quick? Uh, if, you, if you did not turn in one of these cards, if you'll take a second and fill it out with your top three spiritual gifts. Top three spiritual gifts, and you can just hold it straight up like this. After you fill it out, just hold it straight up like this. Uh, if you, only if you didn't fill it out last week, uh, we're going to have somebody come and grab it. Maybe Tanner, can you help us uh, run around and grab it as people fill it out? On the screen, I want you to go ahead and take a look. Uh, if you did fill it out, it's a really fun uh, opportunity to reflect. Uh, yeah, just the spiritual gifts that, that God has presented in our body and some of the makeup of how those things lie based on our results from the inventory test uh, the past couple weeks. And uh, if you can see up here at the screen, I'll just highlight a couple of the top ones. Uh, our, uh, looks like service, I think, about 8, 8%. Uh, of people out of a hundred uh, people that turned these in had uh, service as their gift, uh, primary gift, uh, healing, healing, one of the top gifts, uh, hospitality, a huge one in the life of our church, and also faith. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Any faith people? Faith people? Yeah, all right, a few of you. Yeah, top two gifts. Uh, missionary gift, top two gifts. Who was that? Yeah. Holla at your boy. There we go. All right. Mercy. Mercy. Some mercy, folks. Yeah? Okay. Awesome. Good. Knowledge. We are such a knowledgeable church. Knowledge. Anybody have knowledge as one of their top two gifts? Okay. Awesome. And what about teaching? Yeah, teaching. Okay. I think we had one person uh, in, our, in our current makeup of this uh, group that had the gift of tongues We had a couple people that had the gift of leadership here represented, evangelism. I think we had a couple people represent that gift, and different people did in different facets. So what I wanted to go ahead and do is I challenge you with uh, three uh, activities to kind of take upon yourself for homework uh, in follow-up from Tom's lesson last week on spiritual gifts, discovery. And so, Tanner, if you throw up that next slide really quick. Thank you so much. Those three, uh, those three activities in follow-up were uh, to spend time in prayer, asking God, who is the one who empowers each of us with different measures of his spirit, spend time praying and asking for God to affirm those gifts that you saw present uh, through your assessment, and then you were supposed to seek affirmation in people, inviting community into your life to speak into that. And I've had some really cool opportunities uh, with many of y'all in the last week to kind of process through uh, some of what the results from the, the HALTS assessment that we did as a group 
group were, and I'm telling you, it was a really, really sweet process. And so I wanted to give us time tonight uh, in community together to kind of come back around our table and debrief a little bit. Uh, Maybe you would be willing to share one or two things about your experience this week uh, in follow-up and living in that homework, maybe something God revealed to you about uh, one of your gifts that maybe you were skeptical about, or maybe something that somebody spoke into your life when you were seeking affirmation from them that helped you to understand and discern how you see that gift present in your life. So I want to just take a little bit of time to do that. So turn around to your table. Go ahead and introduce yourself to your your table. Let's do that. And then uh, just ask you to, yeah, debrief a little bit. Share a little bit about your uh, experience in the past week uh, walking in this homework, kind of debriefing from our spiritual gifts inventory. So go ahead. All right, all right. Hope there was some uh, good processing through uh, this past week and some of the things that God spoke to you uh, during this time uh, of maybe for the first time beginning to experience and question how God has uniquely gifted you by His Spirit for certain works to build up the body in Christ. So I want to pray for us tonight, and we're going to dive into section two of shape and, uh, and continue on. So let me pray for us. God, would you speak to us tonight? Lord, we want to hear from you. God, tonight as we are uh, talking about uh, the idea and the shape process of heart, Lord, I pray more than anything that we wouldn't desire to know our own hearts alone, God, but tonight we would long to know your heart, Lord, and out of that desire that you would answer, that you would speak to us as to how you fashioned us, Lord, in our mother's womb, the purposes that you called us to in Christ Jesus and the ministry that you've gifted to us, Lord, as those who have been reconciled in Christ, you've also gifted us with the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, we want to know more of you. We want to know more of your purposes in our life, and we want to live, God, more fully for you. We want to know your heart tonight, Lord, so we ask that you would speak to us. Would you speak, Lord? In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight we're talking about uh, letter two uh, in the, the word shape. I hope you've got these sheets on your table. There's some extra ones on the empty tables if you don't have enough of the notes. Uh, but letter H in the acronym shape stands for the word heart. Heart. We have this idea of uh, a heart that you look at, you see uh, this physical idea of a heart. A lot of medical focused people in the, in the room, right? The heart is the muscle in your body that pumps the blood circulates the blood throughout your circulatory system. Is that an appropriate description? Greg's with me. You're a banker. You, man, you're not even in medicine, but come on. No. <laughs> I was looking for some affirmation from a medical person. No, I appreciate that, though. I think that's pretty close to what the heart actually does. But we also, all of us know, right, in culture, we have this conception, this idea of what a heart is also. It's the emotional constitution or our personal disposition. It's the vital force in our life or our driving 
impulse. And we get this idea uh, really derived for us from Scripture as the Lord describes our heart uh, throughout the Bibles in different in, uh, throughout the Bible in different capacities. The Bible uses the term heart to represent the center of our motivation, our desires, and our personal inclinations. We're going to look at three different ways uh, that our heart is really motivated, that our heart is inclined, and that our heart reveals our desires uh, in these uh, first three fill-in-the-blanks tonight. So first, I'm going to ask somebody, if, would you just stand up and read Matthew 12, 34? I know it's paraphrased on our sheets, but I would love somebody just to stand up and help me out and read that for me. Matthew 12, 34. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. There in uh, ESV version, Jesus says, in the passage of Scripture where Jesus is talking about how a tree can be known or described by his fruit, he's calling out those. He says, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So your heart as this motivating force in your life, it really is descriptive of why you say, that's the first blank, why you say the things that you do. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Secondarily, the heart also, we've got another blank for the way I do. And would somebody read Hebrews 4.12? Hebrews 4.12. Thanks, Brenton. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the vision of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Absolutely. Discerning of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So our heart also determines why I feel, why I feel that second blank the way that I do. And also, thirdly here, we've got from Proverbs 4.23. Would somebody stand up and read that for us? Proverbs 4.23. Right. Another interpretation says it's the wellspring of life. Proverbs 4.23 points us back to this reality that our heart determines why I act. Point three there, why I act the way that I do. Our heart is this motivating force in our life that determines why I say the things that I do, why I feel the way that I do, and why I act the way that I do. That fourth blank there, my heart is the real me. The real me. As the Bible talks about it, specifically in these passages that we looked at, what Jesus is saying, the writer of Hebrews, Solomon, getting to the, the heart, the heart, the, the real us, our real constitution and understanding what motivates us towards the things that we do. If you flip over on the packet, the next blank here that I think is important to understand is why has God given each person a unique heartbeat? Revelation 17, 17 says, God has put into their hearts to accomplish his 
purpose. Why has God given us a unique heartbeat? There are different things that motivate us for different reasons. There are unique ways that God has fashioned us that go back to those three aspects of our heartbeat that I think is really important for us to evaluate in this process of defining our shape. What is it that God has uniquely gifted us with, made us for, called us to, that motivates the things that we do? Now, a lot of times when we start talking about our motivations, I feel like in Christian world, a lot of times we get some negative connotation around this, right? Oh, you're, you're like wanting to do that, or you feel like you're like driven towards that? Words like that a lot of times we'll use in like the business world, or you might use in whatever your professional life is. But when you start bringing those things inside of the church, a lot of times people will say, whoa, pump the brakes, like, no, God has just made you for him, right? Like, but... What we're going to look at tonight is the opportunity to really understand the unique aspects to how God has fashioned you and what he is calling you towards and how that is unique to your purposes. You may have that selfish aspect when you're starting to think about our unique heartbeat. You see there James 3.14, this idea of selfish ambition that can be in your heart. Or you may have, inversely, this desire to serve the Lord with your whole heart, like what you see in 1 Samuel 12, 20. And you desire to do the will of God from your heart, like Ephesians 6 talks about. So you can see both in your heart that you can be, you can be compelled by negative purposes, sinful purposes, and also unique purposes that God has made you for. The next blank, by letting my heartbeat motivate me for ministry. How can I Do God's will and serve God's purposes. I can do those things by letting my heartbeat motivate me for ministry. It's a really important aspect to this self-discovery process to begin to ask the Lord, what have you uniquely fashioned me for? What are the aspects of my heart, my motivations, the things that I'm compelled to that are from you, God, that you've uniquely given to me so that I might fulfill my shape uh, in your church, in your body. It's a really cool idea. And tonight we're going to begin kind of walking through this process together tonight. There's a lot of really practical output um, from this teaching. And I think we're going to do a lot of table work and just begin to process some of this together. Uh, It's really interesting. I had to check with Michelle last night, an EKG, this idea of a spiritual EKG that we're going to do tonight, an echocardiogram, right? Okay. I, I knew that. Apparently, is that wrong? Wait. I thought it was Latin. Wait, hold on. No. What is it? What does it stand for? Electro echo. Okay, electrocardiogram. But then I was like, why cardio with a K, you know? And it's Latin. That's that's now the answer I'm going to give for everything that I don't understand. It's just Latin. It's got to be. But what we're going to do tonight is begin this process of a real personal EKG. And I tell you, Man, if you're somebody like me, and you may be totally different than me, I'm an eight personality on the Enneagram uh, list, if you're familiar with that. Uh, But what that leads me to a lot of times is not getting in touch with my motivations for things. Uh, I just do things a lot of times, and I don't really like to think deeply or sit deeply in the place of understanding why I do the things that I do. And this has become a really important practice in my life. I'm learning 
I do not have it figured out. I'm, I'm learning. But I think tonight, as we practice this together, we're going to have the opportunity to really begin to walk into this process of self-discovery and articulating what are those motivating thrusts in our life that God has uniquely given us for ministry. So what we're going to do together uh, tonight, we've got a, a slide that's going to be coming up. Uh, there's a process in your uh, in your packet that I gave you tonight that is going to be a, a real process for homework. Uh, but I want to go ahead and start this process together uh, tonight. And so the first aspect of taking the EKG and really understanding how God has made you, uh, we're able to kind of establish some baseline. And that really comes from evaluating past accomplishments in our lives. That may not be something that you think about very much, or it may be something uh, it, that you think about a lot. Um, but what I want us to do tonight is take time, and we're going to evaluate and begin to just share, and we'll probably laugh a lot together, uh, uh, these different aspects of the EKG. And so the first one that I want us to evaluate, and I'm going to give us, let's say, uh, maybe two minutes to just kind of sit on these things and just kind of think about them briefly, and then we're going to take time together to share. Uh, so this process is going to be pretty involved when you go home. What we want you to do is take time uh, to begin to evaluate some accomplishments from your early childhood, from your teenage years, from your season, your collegiate season, uh, from your early professional life, maybe your early parenting life, and then on and on and on in your life. Uh, to be able to describe, and this may be an uncomfortable thing for you, but I think it's really helpful in this process, to be able to describe some things uh, that, you, that you would say, I celebrate this about myself, or maybe this is something that I, I really feel like has been an accomplishment in my life. And so you can think about accomplishments in these facets. So accomplishments at home, with school, or work. You can inc incorporate into this list things that you enjoy doing, things that you believe you did very well. We want you to give specific details about what you did when you're kind of telling these stories, not just like high level, but actually put some thought into the details behind those things. Uh, and, and really forget what other people think about it. I think that's some, sometimes something that may hold you back in this exercise because you feel like you're boasting in yourself. We're not boasting in ourselves. We're just walking in a process of discovery. And the beauty of it is, is we get to do it in community with one another. I really want you to try to be specific with us. We're coached to really try to say uh, kind of a good example of something uh, might be, I was trying to think about it in my life as a uh, eight, I think I was eight, uh, I organized a baseball card sale at my community center. I love baseball cards. Uh, I organized a promotion, I rented a booth space, and I paid for uh, the rental completely out of the profits that I made from renting out booth space for this baseball card sale. That was one of the things I would say. I think that's pretty cool. I also, a bad example would be like, I took this great vacation as a kid, right? Does that make sense of a difference between uh, what you would say is like as a child an accomplishment versus just like a happy memory? And we want you to work to kind of separate those things out because I think we're going to start to see in the next step of the EKG uh, a really important process in evaluating some of these accomplishments in your life. So what I want you to do right now, we're going to take a couple minutes, and I want you to think just in your gut, if there are anything in your gut, one thing right now from childhood, one thing from, let's call it, for some of you, late high school, for others of y'all, college years, and then uh, maybe early professional life and parenting, 
and later life. We, we can just kind of take those things. But just maybe, it, depending on those categories, just think through one thing really quick in your gut of each one of those. All right, all right. Anybody, anybody learn anything cool about anybody at their table? Any cool accomplishments? Some people got really sad when I talked about present accomplishments. I don't know what was up with that. All right. All right. Let's bring it back. So what we want y'all to do this week is take time, is take time and create a pretty exhaustive list. So I wanted to start that tonight because I actually think it's really wonderful to live in these things in community. Every step of this process, uh, if, the, if lo- the Lord made us and gave us these spiritual gifts uh, to represent his fullness to each other, it's really important that we walk in this process in community. And so I think even a process like acknowledging even our childhood accomplishments actually helps build us up and maybe bring more clarity to what God has designed us for. So what I want you to do this week, and it may seem like a, a hard task, um, but I want you to try and take time and create a fairly exhaustive list of accomplishments from your childhood from high school, college season, um, from early professional life, and then if it applies to you, present life. Um, We think that's a really important process in helping to define your shape. The reason is, so this is important to do that list of accomplishment, make time to do that, and then to move to the next section of your packet to really understand the motivated directions of your heart. So step two that we're going to be looking at tonight is really understanding, discovering, understanding the motivated direction of your heart. This is to try and bring some some language, I feel like, uh, around uh, the things in life that drive you, the things that you seem to be most passionate about. I guarantee when you start looking at your list of accomplishments that you're going to start being able to draw some circles around things. So you would say, hey, I'm seeing this here in early child life. I'm seeing this here maybe in my early professional life and continuing today. And we want to help you articulate uh, what those motivations are of your heart. Uh, In in the packet, it describes uh, 15 different motivations. And you may see a motivation uh, based on your accomplishments that you would say, hey, I don't think this is in here. That's great. Articulate that. Uh, But what we want you to do is take that list of accomplishments that you're going to compile this week and, uh, yeah, work to kind of put some handles around that uh, using these uh, motivator uh, terms. So like one of, the, one of the aspects, I think some of these, if you read through them, uh, they may look uh, maybe not spiritual, I think is a challenge. A lot of times you could look at this and say, hey, I don't think this is like a spiritual thing. And wh- if you kind of going back to the earlier scriptures that we talked about, I think the opportunity to realize that God has given us a heart for himself and also for specific purposes in his kingdom. And so looking at some of these, you might think, okay, acquire and possess. I see myself, uh, I like to collect things. Maybe I had an awesome stamp collection earlier in life, or I had uh, in my high school years, I started getting serious about saving, and then I began to be intentional with investing after college. And God has really grown my opportunity to uh, acquire things and possess things. He's given me the ability to do that. Now, we can look at that and say, that's a bad thing, right? 
you can say, oh, that seems like very worldly. Uh, and I think the opportunity here is to not look at these motivations as bad. Because in each one of these motivations, there's opportunity to live within your gifts in God's kingdom. You might think about somebody who is really skilled and gifted in acquiring possession. Now, they may be able to, through these choices that they've made in their life, develop a large income and large revenue sources coming into their life. Uh, they may own lots of property. They may uh, have the opportunity to lead other individuals to understand how to invest their resources for the kingdom. Within all these aspects, somebody with that specific gifting uh, may have the opportunity to teach others how to be financially responsible. They may have the opportunity to disciple others on how to use their gifts to be good stewards in God's kingdom, how to use the resources that God has given to each one of us at different measure uh, to be able to be a blessing to others. And so I, I think as you're looking through this list of things, uh, really try to articulate what you see those patterns are in your uh, accomplishments, and don't shy away from them if you feel like they're like, oh, that seems like maybe not something I want to be representative of myself. So that's a practice that we want you all to do this week and follow up uh, is work on those acknowledgments and then move towards those motivators. I would love for every person to really try to narrow down uh, to two motivators that they see uh, specific in their life. So if you could kind of work on your top two, similar to what we did with spiritual gifts, your top two motivators, uh, what that's going to be just really great for, I think, in, in my life and others, if we start to look at our story that God is writing in our life and the things that he's made us passionate for, a lot of times, um, if, you, if you think, I have no idea where to start with ministry, right? I have no idea of where to actually seek to be a blessing to this church, to this body, or I have no idea how to live in the ministry that God has given me to the world. A lot of times if we can try and draw some circles around those motivators and begin to articulate them, especially bringing in our spiritual gifts when we're talking about ministry to the body, you can really start to see places that just make you happy, that make you joyful in serving. And a lot of times we think about ministry as something that seems like, oh, I have just got to, I've got to do this, I've got to commit to this, I've got to uh, kind of will myself to uh, fulfill this role in the church or in my community. And I think part of this opportunity is to help us recognize that God has gifted us with unique passions. And if we would work to articulate what those are and find areas to serve, not just where we're willing, but where we're really excited and happy and passionate, we can really discover more of the role that God made us to fulfill in his kingdom. It's pretty excited. I, I think there's three out of this uh, motivators. I think there's three really helpful questions to ask ourselves. Three really helpful questions. It's that back page of your packet, and we're going to talk through those together at our tables again, because again, I think this processing in community is super helpful tonight. Uh, the first question is, who do I love to work with the most? Who do I love to work with the most? What people group? What, what ages of people? What types of people do I just, I love to work with? I feel excited and passionate about connecting with. 
I want us to do this. I want us at our tables, okay? We're just going to go around, and I would love for each person just to kind of name, if they can, name who do I love to work with the most when you're thinking about a specific people. All right. All right. I want you to go ahead. It's important in this process, I think, even if you didn't get an opportunity to share around your table at this moment, I want you to write it down, what your just gut inclination is for the who do you love to work with the most? Just write it down right next to that. All right, the second question we're going to ask around our tables is how, how do I work the best? Some people prefer working with people. Some people prefer working with things. And some people prefer working with information. So how do you work the best? Do you really enjoy sitting with people Caring for people? Counseling people? Do you really prefer things that you can put your hands on? Are you a, a fix-it guy or girl? Do you enjoy numbers? Do you enjoy process? Do you enjoy strategy? Let's work to articulate that. Let's go around your table and just have those three things from your gut. What do you think? What do you prefer? How do you work best? All right, all right. And lastly, last question. We're going to go around, talk about what church issues, what church issues, ministries, or possible needs excite and concern me the most. What church issues, ministries, or possible needs excite and concern me the most? Let's talk about that for a little bit. All right. <laughs> cool. We'll do this for me, if you will, just as a, a memory device for you. If you'll just circle one of those three people, things, information, just circle it. Go with your gut. I think it's helpful there for tonight. And then uh, if there were any particular church issues, ministries, or possible needs that just popped out to you as you were talking about it, go ahead and write them down just to the side right there, just as many as you, as many as you want. Keep up with this sheet uh, as part of the process. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, kind of another step towards completing our shape profile next week, and I would really love to get the feedback from you uh, tonight to help you get deeper connected into ministry uh, and into our discipleship process. And and want to take a, a couple of minutes really quick just in review. So if you're thinking about what do I do, how, what do I walk away from tonight with? I know it was a lot of personal work tonight, really practical work. Uh, wasn't a ton of Bible work, but I, I really, I wanted to have this time for us to do this in community together um, so that we could begin to process together uh, the uniqueness of the different people who are sitting across the table from you and how together, uh, along with our spiritual gifts that God has given to us and our unique heart for ministry, uh, just how incredible it is, how complex it is, the body of Christ and the opportunity together uh, to forward his work uh, of ministry to the body and the world together. So what I want you to do this week is take time to work through your highlight list, that uh, accomplishment list. Take your time. Remember, be as exhaustive as you can. Get another sheet of paper, multiple sheets of paper, staple it to it. Work through those uh, lists. Work to articulate your top to heart motivators. What would you say on that list or develop your own if it's not articulated there are your top two heart motivators? And then process the three hard questions further. 
I think it's an opportunity to really evaluate. Uh, we did gut, gut answers here uh, tonight, but really evaluate, uh, you know, who is it that I love the most? How do I work best? And what issues in the church or ministries really make me most excited and passionate? I put a question there uh, at the end, and I think it's an opportunity just for self-reflection this week. Uh, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you attempt to do for God with your life? Failure wasn't an option. What would you attempt to do? I think it's a great opportunity to just journal a little bit there and spend some time in prayer with the Lord evaluating that question because you are made for God. You are made for God and you are made for ministry. As God has called you to himself, he's also called you into ministry. And uh, in this process of discovery, I think one of the most incredible things is to think about how incredible our God is. And if we knew we couldn't fail, and we can't fail with him, if we knew we couldn't fail, what would we do with our lives? I want to take the last few minutes tonight and uh, just tell you about a resource that our vision team has developed uh, for you uh, and our staff team to help you discover uh, specific outlets of ministry uh, that you feel called to. There's a packet on your table uh, that kind of walks us through this, but it's a, a, the first time in this season of our church we're really working to articulate uh, what our passion is for developing uh, leaders, what our passion is for calling people to really invest their lives in ministry. You've heard us talk about with the 2025 uh, initiative that our church is walking into, that vision that God has given to us, uh, that one of the aspects this year is calling all members of ICC and those who call ICC my home to commit to being all in, to finding a place to invest themselves into ministry. And so we developed this resource uh, called Leadership pipeline that helps us. Uh, we realized as a church, we wanted to be passionate not just about kind of connecting people into job descriptions or job opportunities in the life of the church, but we want to be passionate about cultivating a culture of leadership. And part of that is developing leaders. And so you see here in this packet, there's a little bit of a descriptor there, and then the opportunities for leadership in the life of the church. Uh, it goes on to kind of talk about what we call the core competencies of each level of leadership in the church. And part of our desire to see God birth and develop leaders in the church is that we do have a strategic plan for discipleship that is focused on development of leaders. And so in each aspect of core competency, as we talked about them, those, those uh, ideas of uh, leadership, um, really uh, quality uh, and um, yeah, competency, I guess is the best word there, are reflected uh, at each level. And so I encourage you just to kind of engage with that and read through that um, because I think it'll help you understand some more of how uh, leadership, discipleship is focused in the life of the church and also what we're desiring to see from people as leaders. I get a lot of questions from many of you in times of like, okay, I'm, a, I'm leading in this area, I'm fulfilling this role because I was asked to do it. Uh, I don't really know how to grow. I don't really know what it would look like for me to grow. I don't know if I know what 
how God has called me to grow in leadership. And what we wanted to try and do was to walk into a strategic process that was focused on us uh, as uh, leaders in the church, um, ministry leaders, ministry directors, uh, coordinators in the life of the church, to really be able to help you understand where you are uh, in your competency as a leader, uh, and also to be able to put a strategic plan together to help you grow and to just develop in the things that God has called you uh, towards and to be. Um, so that's just a little overview of, of what's kind of in the packet. You can dive deeper into that later. And then we're trying to be intentional with developing a strategic process uh, to walk into leadership at ICC. Uh, I, I know in, with many of you, right, that you've walked into leadership because somebody sat across the table from you and said, hey, we need you. We just need you to jump into this role. We need somebody to step into this. I see this ability in you. Uh, and that is wonderful. And our church will continue to develop leaders that way. But we also wanted to be intentional with the process of leadership discovery and the opportunity to help people to discover through this process that we're walking through this summer and also walking out of the summer, uh, we want to start a culture of leadership development, committed ministry development in the life of the church and developing you in your unique shape, uh, it, specifically who God has called you to be and how he's called you to serve. And so there's a, a pathway uh, there listed in this packet to help you get involved with roles for ministry in the life of the church. I'm really excited. Y'all might have heard us talk about this number a little bit. 292 uh, roles that our staff team and vision team have worked to define in the life of the church. Ministry to the body roles, all in 2020 roles. Roles that we really see are necessary for, one, for the health of this church, right? They were all contributing to ministry based on how God has uniquely shaped us, but also for the forward growth of this church in our community and around the world. And I'm saying, saying today, Barrett has said, we really see this as an opportunity for your life to take a step, not just from attending ministry or receiving from ministry, but out of realizing how God has shaped you, beginning to invest yourself investing those gifts, investing your passion in specific areas of ministry. So we designed a section of the website uh, that specifically focuses uh, towards this. It's a leadership section of our website that kind of goes through um, different aspects of what's involved in the packet. Oh, I don't know how to go back, Tanner. Uh, anyways, we get to this section of the packet, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's not in your packet, but it's through the website. We've made available each of these job descriptions. We're calling them ministry descriptions or job descriptions uh, through our website. So you can get on there and survey uh, ministry opportunities in the life of the church uh, right now that are ministry specific. So worship, small groups, local ministry, global missions, family ministry, leadership, facilities. And then we have a story team aspect as well to that. We are also moving to a place where you will be able to look at ministry opportunities through your shape profile. So specifically, we've already started to articulate spiritual gifts, top three spiritual gifts that we say, hey, these are gifts that we want to see exemplified in these roles. And so we hope that, we hope that that's a helpful thing as you begin this discovery process. A lot of times your heart will lead you towards specific areas of ministry, 
um, but you don't know how to apply the spiritual gift that God has given to you. And so we're working to try and define those two things together to help you to understand roles of ministry in the life of the church that might be a good fit for you, uh, your particular passions and gifts. So when you uh, go to this section, you can tap on one of these different uh, areas of ministry. And like I said, uh, soon, hopefully in the next week, we'll also have it listed by spiritual gifts. Um, and you can explore it that way as well. It'll open up a section of, oh, how do I go back, Tanner? Swipe left. Okay, great. It'll open up a section uh, based on that ministry that will kind of be a PDF overview of all the different current ministry opportunities. So I, this is just for family ministry. If you clicked on that, it'll take you to uh, an overview. This is, uh, I know it's impossible to read. Uh, this is really cool. It's uh, Santi did this for us, and I'm so thankful, but an opportunity to see uh, visually uh, all the aspects of ministry in the life of the church. And it's pretty amazing uh, just to see them holistically uh, in all our dif- represented by our different col- colors of our purposes. And then it will take you to a section um, that is specific with the different with the area of ministry that you're looking at. Um, seeking to walk in. And so for family ministry, it shows you the different levels of leadership in family ministry. One of the things we really wanted to be intentional about is developing teams in the life of the church, teams that are led by a team leader that, is, that are developed and discipled by our ministry directors or ministry coordinators or church leaders. But team leaders each have a team. And the ministry roles that we're talking about encouraging you to walk into are these team member roles. These are the opportunities to seek to really invest your specific spiritual gifts and passions in ministry in the life of the church and also be developed to grow potentially into a team leader as well. So then it'll take you to a section that'll actually let you scroll through all the different ministry descriptions. And they're pretty descriptive for what the, you'll see like a high level overview of what the particular role is, direct responsibilities, because who's committed to a role before that they didn't know what they were getting into, and then the opportunity to recognize, hey, these are the competencies we're looking for for this particular role. All the competencies competencies are the same in every team member level role, every uh, apprentice level role, team leader level role, and each level in the life of the church. They change dependent on that level of leadership Uh, the level of competency changes. Um, Same thing, you can continue to scroll through and just look through different uh, ministry descriptions. And then there's an opportunity through the website to go ahead, if you see something that you say, hey, I feel like this matches my spiritual gifts based on the assessment that I did and what I'm walking through in shape. And I also feel like this is some one of these passions, one of these ministry passions that I'm really uh, just celebrating, I'm excited about. Maybe it's a specific people group that led you there. Maybe it's a, a specific reason or type of role that led you there. Or maybe it's a specific issue in the church. Whatever that is, you're going to be able to take that and actually fill out an online application for the opportunity to serve in that team member role. One of the, the kind of barriers that we decided uh, this year to establish as a church was to move to say that everyone involved at any level of leadership in the church, committed ministry in the church, we desire to see every person 
committed as a member here at Island Community Church. There are some different reasons for that. One is opportunity for accountability. As we all covenant together, there are certain things that we agree together to in covenant church membership. And so it's an opportunity for us to uphold that commitment together. Another one is the opportunity uh, just to have uh, security for some of our different uh, different uh, groups that are that we're serving. If you think about family ministry and different things like that, there are certain things that we can ask of members uh, that are really essential to serving in those areas that we would not want uh, someone who is not a covenant member here at ICC to participate in. And so it's an opportunity for us to kind of create what can feel like a barrier, but I want to challenge you tonight. I think it's an incredible opportunity. God has made you to be a committed part of a local body, a local expression of the big C church. And Island Community Church is one of those expressions. And so tonight, if your heart is burning for ministry, if God has made you excited about this process and you're beginning to understand how God has uniquely shaped you for ministry, I really want to challenge you not Not to let this conversation about membership feel like a barrier, but to feel like an opportunity to commit to this local body and to begin to live in the unique gifts that God has given to you. So that's all available on our website, on the leadership section of the website. What I'm really excited about is after this process, uh, every person who applies gets opportunity to connect with a team leader or ministry director in the area that they're desiring to serve because uh, that person right? That leader in your life is not only somebody who is just a manager. I don't want you to think about it in that terms. They're not a manager. They are a discipler for you. If you're somebody who says, I'm passionate about this, but I want to grow. I need discipleship. I need encouragement. I need somebody to come along beside me and help shepherd me and build up my heart towards these things. That's the opportunity, (coughs) excuse me, that comes out of this application process is the opportunity to connect with a person and really begin a process of development and discipleship in your life. And so I hope this feels like an encouragement to you, makes it super accessible to begin as we're walking through this shape process, to think as you're thinking about ministry to the world, we talked about those two areas and ministry to the body and how those things live together in harmony, the opportunity to really seek out uh, articulated roles of ministry in the life of this church uh, and, and my challenge and encouragement would be take, that, take those spiritual gifts, take that passion that God has given you, and get busy. You're going to discover more of what God has made you for, more of how he has gifted you as you are serving in ministry. So I'm so thankful for this time tonight. Just a reminder again, check out the homework. I hope that you all will join back with us next week. We'll be talking about articulating our unique abilities So we talked about our passions, our heart tonight, and we'll be talking about abilities, uh, not this coming Wednesday night, because the day before the 4th, we'll have next week off, and then we'll come back on July the 10th. Thank you, Bryn. July the 10th, and... uh, and uh, we'll, we will jump into abilities together and continue on. So you're not going to want to miss that opportunity. Please uh, do the homework. And, uh, yeah, I would love to process it with you, continue to process what God is calling you to in community together. Can I pray for us? And we'll be dismissed. Lord, we worship you tonight. Thank you, God, for helping us to understand more of the heart that you've given to us, Lord, the heart, the heart that is of you, Lord the specific heart for people, opportunity, Lord, to minister to our world and to this church and to build it up for you, Lord, the opportunity, Lord, to, yeah, discover, Lord, those things in our lives that 
maybe we never attributed, Lord, to the unique way that you made us. And tonight, to have the opportunity to begin to walk through that process, to see, God, those threads that you've strung in our life uh, to, God, your greater purposes through us, Lord. God, we just want to know you more. Lord, this isn't about discovering more of us. This is about discovering more of you and how you fashioned us for your purposes. So, Lord, we just want to know you more. We pray that you would speak over these next couple weeks as we continue to process through the heart that you've